Hello and welcome to the English with Colin podcast, a podcast for English language learners. My name's Colin. I'm an English teacher in Tokyo. And if you're looking to improve your English skills and gain more confidence in your ability to communicate in English, you've come to the right place. In these episodes, I'll provide you with short conversations in English that cover a range of topics, from everyday situations to more specialized subjects. These conversations are designed to help you practice your listening skills and pick up new vocabulary and grammar along the way. Regular listening practice is key to improving your English, and I hope this podcast will become a valuable resource for you on your language learning journey. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. And remember, the more you listen, the more you'll learn. This is episode 36, and today's topic is Culture Shock Part 3. How to adapt to life in a new country. Hello, Sue. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm very well.、Um, so, we had two episodes talking about the kind of things you might experience during culture shock.、Um, and here we're going to try to explain some of the ways to avoid it、um, and survive it, I guess.、Um, I think a good place to start with is to think of this as an opportunity to learn.、Um, living in another country is about learning and kind of accept that you don't know everything. You know, you've lived in your country for your whole life, maybe, and you've come to a place where things are very different. and There are things that you don't know, basic things that you don't know.、Um, even take something as simple as how to use the public bus service. You don't know how to do that. And I, I say this because in some cities in Japan, you get on the back of the bus and there's another door at the front of the bus. So you get on the bus. Some places you take a ticket, some places you scan your, your card as you go on,、uh, some places you just pay when you get off.、Um, it's, yeah, the systems are going to vary and you need to learn how to do that. Well, one, one important one is、um, in Tokyo, you, if you are going up the stairs, Or downstairs, you need to be on your left side. Right.、And、Are you talking about the、uh, escalator? Escalator. Right. But Osaka is the other side. You have to be on right. the right. Yeah.、Uh, but it's an important rule. Yeah, because they're quite strict about it. Yes.、Um, and yeah, it, especially if it's rush hour、mm. and people are trying to, to move through the station quite quickly. If you're standing in the wrong place, then very quickly there's going to be a big queue behind you.、Um, and this is, this is a detail of the culture that you need to learn. Like, this is how everybody else does it. Yes.、Um, so, learning, it's easier if someone shows you because that's in reality, that's in life, that's how you learn. You learn、mm. how things are done because you see others do it. Yeah. It can be your parents, it can be your friends. And 
when you come to a new country, um, maybe you can have friends, but not all the time. So you can learn some things. Mm-hmm. But I've, <clears throat> in my case, is just take time to look around and understand uh, how things are happening. Yeah. And that has helped me a lot mm-hmm. in the sense that I don't know how this is done. So I kind of observe see what how other people do it yeah think about it and then try to do it myself yeah just notice notice take some time stop look at what other people are doing so before you you jump in and try to do something and maybe make a mistake take a moment look around how are people doing this and then they teach you without knowing they are right yeah I it happened once I I wasn't sure you you had it was a restaurant um but you had to go and get your tea yourself or your water mm-hmm. and I couldn't understand how and the glasses uh, where you pour your tea or water they were not visible to me mm-hmm. so I took it a little bit of time to observe and yeah a lady came in she took her she she knew where the cops were right and uh, she took one out she did it and I thought okay I can do this yeah but it's little things like that um that make a difference yeah I think that's that's a very good example of a very very small thing like how to how do I get you know tea or, or water in this restaurant it's a very very small thing but it's those small things day after day after day that I find very rewarding about living in another country uh, because each time you learn something new like that, it feels like a win. Like, okay, now that's, that's you know, now I know how to do that. I you know. belong. Exactly. And I think, you know, when you live in your home country, you don't have those moments so often because you already know how everything works. But when you're placed in a new country, there's so many things you don't know that you do get the chance to have these little kind of daily uh, moments of learning how something is done or, or how to do something. So, yeah, accept that you, you don't know everything and you're going to be learning for a long time. And it's good. It's nice. Um, this thing you said about just watching other people and seeing what they're doing um yeah it's it's being aware being sensitive as well to what is happening around you um what is kind of normal what's normal behavior Mm -hmm. um for example take public transport in japan generally people do not talk on the trains in Tokyo, at least. You go to Osaka, it's different. Um, but people are quiet. They're maybe on their phone or they're asleep or whatever. Um, there's they, they don't eat on the train generally. Um, and that's just kind of normal behavior. And, you know, I look at that and I think, okay, that's how that's how we do it. Fine, that's how we do it. Um, and yeah, just allows things to move a lot more smoothly. But that kind of 
just be sensitive, look around, see how other people are behaving and uh, follow, follow their uh, example. Um, language skills. I mean, early days, I mean, some people may have studied Japanese before coming to Japan. I hadn't at all. Um, so everything was very, very new for me mm -hmm. when I arrived. But those first few months, first few years maybe, um, taking time to learn basics um, is very, very important because it's those basics, those basic kind of greetings or short conversations, that's the first interaction you have with people. And I think for some Japanese people who don't speak English very well, uh, if you can say a few words or have a simple conversation in Japanese, it's going to help them relax. And, you know, we've seen this before. I remember we were in a, a soba restaurant in uh, Yamanashi or somewhere. In the middle of the mountain, yeah. Middle of the mountain somewhere. And um, we were queuing up and the woman who worked there, she looked at us as though we were tourists and she was an older woman. I don't think her English was great. Um, so she was probably a little bit stressed that, you know, we've got these two foreign people in this soba restaurant in the middle of the, the mountains. But then when we were able to talk to her, she completely changed. No, she was very smiley. She was very kind. Yeah. But at the beginning, I think she was stressed that she was going to struggle with us yeah. to communicate. It was a very, very traditional place. You would mm. see it on the floor. I think it was tatami as well. Yeah. Uh, but once she, she understood we could communicate, she was very, very kind. Mm. Um, and it was delicious as well. It was yeah. a great place to, to have a little bit of lunch. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, language skills, definitely um, an important thing to, to get started and c consistency, being consistent with your language study. Um, don't expect to be fluent in three months, but just make sure you're doing a little bit every day uh, and you enjoy enjoy what you're doing. Um, that's probably another uh, episode on its own. Um, I think one thing that is important, especially maybe for younger people coming to live in any foreign country, but you know, Japan is, is our example, um, understand that you need to take care of yourself when you come to, to be in a, another country. You are going to get stressed. You are going to get homesick. You are going to feel isolated. Um, because you're away from, you know, your, your family, you're away from your friends, your culture and your language, your yeah. culture, your language. Um, so understand that, you know, these are things that you need to kind of work through and yeah, just take, take care of yourself. Understand, you know, when things are starting to get a bit tough, understand what you can do to, to relax, to, to de-stress, to have fun. Um, so wherever it is, 
that you need to do to to give yourself time to overcome the stress or, or the isolation um, or the homesickness. You know, dealing with homesickness, I think, is less of a problem these days because it's so easy to access, um, say, movies or TV shows or, or even just to talk to family and friends back home using, you know, video chat makes a huge difference. Mm. Um, when I first came to Japan 20 years ago, there was no... Like video, call, you couldn't do video calls. Uh, it started just maybe a couple of years after I had come, but it was still very, very new. Um, so things are a bit different now compared to when I first came to Japan. Um, and yeah, I mean, one thing you can do is try to try to make friends, try to develop some kind of community. Uh, as quickly as you can. Whatever it is you like, if you if you're into playing board games, you can find a group of people who meet up and play board games. If you like photography, there's lots of groups of people who go out and you know have an afternoon, you know, going to a, a nice place taking pictures. There are groups, there are ways that you can find people so you don't feel isolated. Um, so yeah understand that you need to kind of take care of yourself especially if you're here by yourself if you come out to live on your own um you need to find ways to deal with those um difficult emotions um and yeah i think the the last thing we can talk about here is celebrating similarities and celebrating differences you know absolutely yes i i think um well for example one um thing that i i felt made me i have a connection with this japanese culture is um the day of the dead and then obon right and so it, it will explain both of those both, day of the dead is what it's, it's mexican celebration we believe people that have passed away come back on that day and we have a good celebration because we, we think they're with us. Mm. And probably most, well, not most, but many people will know it from the Disney film Coco. Coco. The Japanese title was Remember Me. Because Remember Me was the song. It was the song, yeah. Um, Coco could mean anything in, in Japanese, so I, it wasn't a great name it's in an, Japanese. It's, it's the name of the grandmother. Yes, but the Japanese word koko. Ah, uh, well, yes. It, it, anyway, um, the name, the Japanese title was Remember Me. And yeah, and then Oponi is very similar. Um, you, people that have passed away, they come back and mm -hmm. there's a shrine and, and, and then in the house. And then people kind of celebrate that and mm -hmm. there's a meal and... Yeah, they come and they go back to where they are. So the ancestors, the ancestors they, they come back they, and they're with you. They're with you. Yeah. And then they can go back. So I felt like that was a, a, a very nice connection. I find it incredibly interesting. Yeah. Because that's very deep culturally. Um, so those, those similarities are nice. And then the differences are also 
very interesting because uh, you can start questioning like, oh, why do they do it differently? Mm-hmm. Or how, why do I, or my culture does this differently? Mm-hmm. And it gets you into a kind of a thinking, yeah. uh, just reflecting on, on how things are done and why. Yeah, I think I've, le- I've certainly learned a lot more about the UK or, you know, S- Scottish culture from living in Japan, just because I had so many opportunities to compare mm-hmm. my culture with Japanese culture. So every kind of new cultural experience I had in Japan, it was kind of forced me in a way to think about, okay, well, what what would we do back in, in the UK? Um, and sometimes I would have questions, you know, like, why, why do we do that? You know, why do we do this in, in the UK? Um, but if I was living in the UK, I probably wouldn't ask that question. You just accept it. And that's the, the funny thing. I would, as a teacher, here I would get questions from my students and they would be perfectly reasonable questions you know good questions about quite basic aspects of British culture or Scottish culture and I wouldn't have a good answer because I'd never thought about it Um, and I think being being here and forcing myself to okay i need to know i need to find out like why do we do this um yeah it was it's a great opportunity to learn um so yeah the the similarities are fascinating um for example i was in uh, kichijoji yesterday which is a, a little city little city it's a city in uh, western tokyo and as you cross the road, a certain tune plays. Um, and it is a tune by Robert Burns. Robert Burns was a, a poet, a musician poet um, from Scotland. And it's one of his tunes that is playing as the traffic lights change or as, the, you know, as, as people are walking across the street. That's a weird kind of like, why, why, why did this happen? Um, so yeah, similarities are fascinating when you, when you see them and the differences again are a great opportunity to, to learn. But again, this is, this is why you traveled. Well, certainly for me, one of the things was I want to travel. I want to see how things are done differently. Um, and yeah, that's part of, part of the learning experience, um, and what makes it so interesting to live in another country. And that's a wrap for today's episode of the English with Colin podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to the conversation and found it helpful in your language learning journey. Remember, the key to mastering a language is regular practice. So make sure you listen to our podcast regularly and keep honing your listening skills. We appreciate your support and feedback. So if you have any comments, questions or suggestions for future topics, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us. 
You can find our contact information in the show notes. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to joining you again next time for another conversation in English. Until then, keep practicing and take care.